Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Roker Report Extra Pod in association with the Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen. Brett here and this week I'm joined by Ant Watson. Ant, how are you doing mate? Hey Brett, yeah, all good mate. Always good after a three-pointer, thank you very much. I know, they're such nice feelings aren't they now to actually be, be winning games and just feeling like, optimistic about the future. It's, it's, it feels the least like a Sunderland fan I've felt in a long time. Yeah, it's probably the most optimistic I've felt supporting Sunderland for a long time, so long may it continue. Yeah, long long may that reign. And it's not just me and you, I've also got Malk in Peterborough. Malk, how are you doing, mate? Good evening, Brett. I'm very well, thank you. I'm uh, equally as um, positive and optimistic and, you know, buoyed by the recent successes. So, as you say, long may they continue. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a lovely feeling. And um, as you both sort of have sort of, uh, hinted on then, so we'll, we'll start from the beginning of the week. So obviously we had a uh, a very exciting late, late show, um, V Crew, to give us a... Well, it was almost like a 2-2 win at the end of the day, I think, on that one. It was uh, So it left us in very you know good spirits. And then we weren't overly convincing, I, I think, um, against Swindon. But however, at this stage of the season and the injuries we've got, I think a win is a win. Now... Linking on to um, on the site today, actually, Rich asked the question, you know, are we serious automatic contenders? And how do you feel at the moment? Do you think we can take those top two slots? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, I mean, you, you've, you've got to look at form over the season. You know, there's there's loads of teams who've been in with a chance, who, who are dropping away. You, you look at Hull, you know, I mean, Hull is second at the minute, but Hull's form's patchy at best. We have two games in hand on Hull. I mean, we're back at the whole Jack Ross first season scenario, aren't we, where we're going to have three games in hand over Hull who are in second. But, you know, the way we're playing, ever since Shrewsbury, which was about three weeks ago, and I thought, you know, we've got no chance of even making the playoffs, and we've taken 13 points from a possible 15. And look where we are. We're fourth now. We're Like I say, we're only five points behind Hull with a couple of games in hand. We're hitting form. Yeah, we've got the injuries, which I'm sure we'll get into, but... We've got a striker who's scoring goals for fun. We've got Ian McGeady who's assisting. We've got Chris Maguire who's come back to form. You know, you, you look at that and there's not many teams in League One who's got, you know, the depth of what we've got. You know, if we're not playing very well, we bring Maguire on. Maguire puts a, you know, a gem of a ball across and we score. And, and we can do that. We can bring the likes of Jordan Jones who's come on during um, during his time here who's made all the difference. Jack Diamond. You know, like I said, Maguire. Um, we've got these players in our arsenal, and then we've got the like we've got a player who we've signed in January who we've never seen yet. So we've got him to come in. Ross Stewart, Ben Jakimpiok, Ramshaw come back, and 
Mia Fita in the first team. So the depth that we've got, we should be now looking at the top two. You know, instead of just thinking, oh, we're going to make playoff also runs, we should be looking at being promotion contenders now. Malcolm, are you agreeing with um, Anne there? Because I was looking, I was looking at the fixture list, and although obviously we got Rochdale this weekend. Um, who are struggling. After that, um, not including the Tranmere game, it goes sort of uh, Portsmouth, Accrington, Stanley, Lincoln, and then you've got Bristol, and then Oxford, Peterborough. So there's five top 10 teams in the next six games. Do you think with what's going on with the squad at the moment, we can make those top twos? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I don't, I don't think anybody's being overly optimistic in thinking that there's a chance that we can um, at least steal second. You know, there's, there's a bit more of a gap up to Peterborough at the top. But uh, I live in the outskirts of Peterborough, as you boys know. And, you know, over the last two or three seasons, I've uh, I've probably still got the historic text messages where I've been ripping the crap out of the local lads because they've done really <laughs> well till Christmas. And then after Christmas, they've had a bit of a brain fart and dropped down the league. And most of the time, I mean, last year, they should have got the playoffs, but the mathematics changed it, didn't they? Mm. For the PPG. Before that, they didn't even make the playoffs. So, yeah, we, we've definitely got a chance at, um, at getting into second, whether we'll catch Peterborough is debatable and it, it is dependent on our form continuing and their form dropping off. You know, there is a little bit of a um, a requirement on results for other people there. Um, the big thing for me, obviously, we're, we're dealing with the injuries at the back um, with a bit of a hodgepodge selection, a challenge that I have to say Johnson's doing very well with and the team are doing well to make that happen as well. I'm more concerned about those scoring and creative players getting injuries. You know, Gooch went off uh, the other night uh, with a, a calf strain. I haven't heard how, how his prognosis is yet. I don't know if it's been announced. Um, but, you know, Wyke, if if we have an issue with Wyke and this new lad isn't available and up to speed, that could be a major, major challenge. So we've got to keep Wyke fit. Uh, and we've we've got to just keep doing what we're doing. You know, we ground out uh, another victory against a team that were not interested in attacking football at all until they went behind. So, yeah, we've definitely got a chance. Uh, but we've been here before. We chucked it away big time previously, uh, and I don't want that to happen again. And we just can't can't be having that. No, we, we I think the feel there does feel like there's a different. Um, it's just a different mood about the club at the moment, isn't there? I think when you say there we're under Ross, we just completely fell apart. I think was it one winning seven out of our last sort of seven games, and we just we went into the playoffs a team completely out of form, without a sort of a hope, and we got exactly what we deserved. But you know, and I'll, and I'll go to the strikers. Um, a little bit later, but you know, look at the back four, and as you say, it is a it is a hodgepodge sort of team at the back there at the moment. Obviously, I think there's no, no one sort of moving Burge out of goal as it stands. But looking at the you know the back four itself now, unfortunately, Con McLaughlin's now um, on the injury list for probably up to about a month. So yeah, he's he's now joined well Willis Wright Flanagan. You know, it's they're just dropping like flies at the back there. So as it stands, and and I don't know where you know what your feelings would be on, on sort of Saturday's game. Would you try and go for a, a back four again, um, which would m- most likely be Power, Sanderson, 09, and then McFadzian slash um, Vokins? Or would you try Don't something sweat. a little bit different? Don't sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was literally just about to say, like, 
how Luke O'Neill can be, you know, so natural playing out of position, but Callum McFadden, who is a left back, um, can't play left back. It's it's crazy, isn't it? You know what? I would be tempted to bring in younger the um, the lad we got from Burnley. The, yeah. the, he's the under twenty threes. I'd be tempted to give him a go. For me, if you're good enough, you're old enough. So I'd rather have him in. And you know what? If if they don't trust Vulcans, I know the lads on the React Pod said this. Uh, I mean, what must Vulcans be doing in training is is very questionable. You it know, bubble, because... it bubbles the mind, doesn't it? How he's not even getting a sniff so it does i mean and i don't want to be you know i don't want you know all of our pods being you know the the mcfadzy and no. you know all this you know because you know we've all had our say about him you know, we can talk about the cows come of how poor he is but it's now time that he needs to get out of the squad he's causing so many like worries for us and you know and and it goes on to last night i mean we were playing everything down the right hand side no wonder gucci's calf went because he must have <laughs> ran double any of, of our players the amount of times he was on the ball um, so it's now kind of changing the way we play by like having McFadden in the team so we need him out I mean I'd be tempted if if Johnson doesn't trust Vogans I would trust 0-9 at left back you know I would trust 0-9 yeah. in any position but 0-9 would probably sort in the left back he's done right back it's it's no much of a difference you know really he's, he's, he's on the wrong foot but he's playing the left side of a of a centre half now isn't he he's playing on the left hand side of it so he's yeah, using I, his I, I, I noticed anyway. that last night actually a few times when you know he's passing he's still using his right foot he's not like he's having to change his game too much is it yeah. for, for him I say it'll play anywhere anyway yeah, exactly. I mean, the only thing that would would cause if the defence are going down on his on his weaker foot, but you know, you put a slide and tackle him with your left foot, he shouldn't be too bad. But I would be tempted to bring younger in, give him, see what he's like. I mean, you know, we've got nothing really to lose on Saturday. I think we, whatever team we put out against Rochdale, we should be looking to beat them. So yeah. you know, it might not matter of who's playing left back, who's playing you know centre half. If younger has a quiet game or whatever, and he's got one of the best defenders in the league alongside him, and Deion Sanderson, who's just looking better and better every game. So. Surely that would be, you know, a great chance for him to make his debut under such a class player and learn a lot from such a class player. No, definitely. And it's also actually, it's interesting you bring up having, like, say, the youngsters or younger youth in particular coming through. Because I know Johnson did make the comment that three or four players could actually play themselves into Wembley appearances as it mm. stands. Because obviously well, Sanderson can't play at Wembley anyway. So if we yeah. don't if we don't bring someone else in, there could be someone like younger all of a sudden making his debut at Wembley. You never know. Um Mal, what would you, what would you do with that back four? <laughs> I mean, so so let's let's be straight, right? If we lose at Wembley, we'll not be there. Uh, we won't have spent hundreds of pounds getting there, getting back, and getting on the lash. <laughs> so that'll not that'll not be the end of the world, right? Even though it's Tranmere Rovers, you know, and and they're a League Two side, you know, they're a decent footballing side. Um, the focus has got to be on the league. Of course, so. Of if he wants to bring kids in and let them have a go at Wembley, I'd much rather we learn a lesson at Wembley and lose the Papa John's trophy final and still go up than the other way around. Mm -hmm. So let's let's give it a try at Wembley if we need to. In the league games with that back four, you know, Sanderson, as you say, Ant has been immense. You know, he's he's attracting attention from you know Premier League clubs now, which is no surprise. So we've got to make the most of him while he lasts. I'm I'm not a million miles away from Anthony's comments about bringing in younger. He's got to have a go. If we don't really try and use defensive players for defensive roles, then we're going to have an issue where we could get an injury in defence and it takes out a midfielder or a winger that's out of position, and then we're creating problems in other parts of the park as well. So, I I, I would I would give younger a go. He played in was it was it the 
8-1 against Villa or the, the one before that, maybe Port Vale in the checker trade run. Uh, and he was really, really strong, especially in the air. He really clattered somebody that I remember quite vividly. Um, so why not, you know? Um, and you've always got the option of, if he's a bit overawed or a bit ring rusty or whatever term you want to use, you've got the fallback, but don't let's make the plan C the starting plan without trying people who should be playing in that position, you know? Uh, the main issue would be for me is, like, say, obviously, Sanderson can't play next next week at Wembley. So if Bailey Wright isn't fit, or even if Bailey Wright is fit, yeah, you, you've still not got Sanderson there, so you're going to be looking at... So if Younger has to make his debut at Wembley, that's going to be huge for him, isn't it? You know, it's going He's going to shit himself. Of course he is. Even with no fans there at Wembley, it's huge. And so why yeah. don't they bet him in now? Get him, give, give him a game against Rochdale. Like I say, man, I fully expect us to beat Rochdale. You know, this might come back to haunt me on Saturday Saturday afternoon or whatever, but surely you're going to be looking at giving him a game in one of these two games just in case he needs him for Wembley. And I personally, I'd rather him play against Rochdale on Saturday than and see what he's like. And then Portsmouth <laughs> and giving a debut of Portsmouth down at Fratton Park against, you know, the likes of Johnny Marcus and stuff. So, you know, for me, it's a, it's a no-brainer, to be totally honest with you, especially with the... Um, the possibility of him having to play at Wembley. Yeah. No, it's going to be very interesting what what that what we do with that that hodgepodge of a back four. Looking further like forward than into the team. So I think the next sort of question does kind of play a lot on what sort of our lineups actually going to be. Now, as you said earlier, like Gooch obviously came off, um, and as we're recording this, there's been no news about it. Now he's getting a scan. If we go for the buy that he's a, he's not fit for Saturday, there's a few options that we've got. You know, sort of four four two. Four three three or four two three one. Malk for yourself. Now I sort of can see there being that partnership of Winchester Scowen in the midfield and then sort of building around them because I don't really think there's anybody else to play. What sort of your formation would be to then sort of like lead on to who's actually going to fill those positions? The one thing that we've dabbled with is is obviously the three at the back and with the weakness of the especially the left back position um, and the fact that we've got a limited amount of defensive players. Playing three at the back with wing backs has got to be another option to try. You know, your your defensive qualities are less challenged against a team like Rochdale. And I don't want to pay those guys any disrespect because you know they deserve to be in the same league as us. And you you never know what's going to happen come Saturday at three. But um, the uh, the the lads have got to take the game to the opposition. So if we went with a, a kind of a three four three with um you know yes defensively it becomes a five at the back but Johnson's ideology and thinking is very different from Parkinson and even Jack Ross where five at the back happens very very infrequently and mm-hmm. we tend to have a lot more people in the middle of the park to try and boss the midfield and people running into the box to try and you know get get goals in support of the strikers so with Gucci's challenge even if he's only out for a week or two um, I think we need to potentially go three four three, and I think it's probably a case of giving Jack Diamond a go on one side, and you know maybe Vaughan's on the left to give him another dabble against the likes of Rochdale to see if he can prove his going forward capabilities, which did come reasonably well rated from from his home club fans. You know, as he came in, people did say you know he's he's probably a better attacking winger than he is. Um, a defensive left back, so I, th- I think I think that's where I would go. Sure as eggs are eggs, you know Johnson's going to do what Johnson thinks is the best tactics and strategy for the game. So I could be miles off, but we've we've got to have width and we've got to 
play to the numbers. And sadly, the numbers mean if we go with three at the back, as 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 we did at times the other night, you know, we've got a we've got a decent chance of getting through the game with a win. So just based on that, because I didn't, I've, 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 I gave three formations, and you then chose the fourth one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if going with that, then, so would you go for the at the back then? Based based on your previous comments, would you go for like um, a mixture of sort of like Sanderson, um, O'Nine, and Younger at the back, or and then have sort of Vokins on the left, Diamond on the right, and then Winchester uh, led better in the centre. I would. Yeah. But whoever I put um, Younger, if I put Younger at the left or right centre back. I'd give him some really experienced support. Mm -hmm. So maybe, you know, I wouldn't put Younger at right centre-back and then put Diamond at right wing-back. Yeah. Because it's two young lads and you're just asking for trouble, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So we could play power at uh, right midfield um, or, you know, there's other players. Chris Maguire's screaming for an opportunity. You know, he could play right midfield with, you know, McGeady up on the top left. You know, there's, there's, there's lots of options, but as long as we give... If if Younger's got a defensive berth where he's got um, Sanderson on one shoulder and an experienced wing back option on the other, yeah. and Vaughan's could be that, you know, if he has a good day and a good game, which he's struggled to do so far, then uh, I think that's worth a dabble. Uh, just 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 to try and come up with other plans, you know. I can't believe we're talking about. Plan B, Plan C, and Formation well, Three, well, Four, the, and Five. When though. Parkinson had one of everything, and that was it. You know, I don't know what, they, these pods used to be so easy. Like I was like, yeah, so we pretty much know what Parkinson's going to play. What do you think the score is? Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, so, how rich is the conversation now? Do you know I'm, what I mean? I've, I've taken my socks off to try and like, work out some numbers here. <laughs> <laughs> right, so so and so for yourself then, before I even start, how many are you playing at the back? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Like Malk has kind of stumbled on a great point of us having three at the back. It 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 also means that we can't get any more defenders injured, I suppose. But you know, if if we're looking yeah. at obviously going on the premise that Younger's going to come in, we've got Younger or Nine Sanderson at the back. That could be your three. We can move Power back in midfield, which you know, I mean, Scowen and uh, Winchester did a good job. But Power's more of a forward passer, so we've got say yeah. three at the back. We can play maybe Power and Scowen or Winchester in the two. In midfield, and it gives us that option to then to go a bit more dynamic with what we're thinking forward line. Um, I'm in agreement with Malcolm about Jack Diamond. I think Jack Diamond deserves another go. I wouldn't play Maguire as a wing back because I don't think he's got the energy for that or the the fitness, to be honest. On the left, yeah, yeah I mean, I want to see Vulcans get another go. You know, I, I don't think he's done as bad as what what has been made out. You know, yes, he had a poor debut. He was poor against Shrewsbury, but yeah, I can't remember the game we played when when we won. But he looked all right when. Um, Burton, he looked he looked all right against Burton. Yeah. You know, I thought he played all right there. So I would be looking to give him another go. And then it, like I said, just gives us a bit more chance to be a bit more attacking against Rochdale. So you know, yeah, I think we kind of may have come across a different formation. But I would probably go with a three at the back. Yeah, it's interesting that you both said Diamond in that because he sort of he has fell away a little bit. Mm. Out, out, it's sort of out of out of that pecking order. And even like today, when I was writing down like. So the options, because obviously Charlie White's going to be up front and then it's going to be what formation you sort of play around him. And even I wrote down sort of like I had McGeady, Jones, Maguire, O'Brien and then Diamond was just like this afterthought completely. You know, where about, what, a month ago, six weeks ago, he was right at the, you know, right at the forefront of our of our minds. So do you think it's more a case that, Matt, that Lee Johnson doesn't quite fancy him or just that it's just trying to fit him into that the role he's trying to play? Or what do you think it is with Diamond at the moment? 
He's he's been unlucky in my opinion. I mean, he's had a couple of games over the last six or eight matches where he's had an opportunity and he's you know he's he's not really grasped it with both hands, you know, and he's he's had a bit of a flat game. Uh, but if you go back to that Lincoln four nil, we took him off at half time if I rem- remember correctly because he had a yellow card and That's he was right. looking a bit feisty. But he was man of the match in forty five minutes. Yep, you know what definitely. I mean? The bloke can make such a difference to the match. So. I think I think it's a couple of things. I think I think he's had a little bit of a dip. Uh, I think he's been um, challenged by the emergence of Maguire's form coming back because that gives you another attacking right-sided midfielder that obviously he's got an absolutely banging dead ball and you know crossing capability from from wider points as well as you know the the opportunity that he took the other week which was a goal of the month contender <laughs> and diamond's not done as much of that so i think he's worth a go and the one thing that is definitely brought into the game for me by diamond being involved is the overlapping wing back winger play yeah. you know if you put diamond on the right hand side and you've got let's say you've got mcgeady on the right attacking side and jones on the left attacking side just for an example diamond and mcgeady will overlap with each each other. McGeady's proven more this season than in recent seasons that he's tracking back and getting stuck in to he's, help he's out. He's putting a shift in, isn't he, actually? Oh, absolutely, I yeah. Back, so yeah. so I, I think I think Diamond deserves a, a, a go and he'll help with the overlapping approach. He's bloody quick. If we have him at wing-back on one side and say Vaughan's and Jones on the attacking uh, on the other side, with McGeady either starting or being a, an impact sub, I'm getting a bit further up the pitch here. But, That's right. You know, with We've got half a dozen, maybe more players in the treatment room, and we've got a we've got a start in eleven that people would absolutely cry in their biscuits for because you know there's still a lot of quality there, you know. So so yeah, uh, he's 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 been unfortunate, but he needs to get back in there and make a make a stake for it because you know he's a young lad and we want him to have a future at the club. Oh, definitely, no, I agree with that. So and for yourself then, um, we've sort of looked over the midfield and mm-hmm. said what Wikes up front without without a shadow of a doubt. We had Jones one of his very first, you know, that's his second start for the club, I think, now, um, with McGeady playing as well. Do you think it worked having the, both them on the pitch at the same time? Jones was kind of playing in a 10, wasn't he? And yeah. I didn't I didn't like him there. You know, a lot of time he got the ball and he's, you know, he's, his back was to, you know, Charlie White. So I want Jones out wide where he can really, really make a difference. You know, he's got pace to burn. You know, he can tear... You know, right backs apart. You know, I would, I would personally never have him in the ten again. To be honest, I'm, I'm looking at the way Maguire's come back and doing so well. I'm not a huge fan of Aidan O'Brien, so I'm looking at maybe putting Maguire in the ten now. And you know what? On Saturday, I would not be surprised if they give McGeady a rest and keep McGeady for Portsmouth. And I would possibly be tempted to hide Jones on the left-hand side of a three and put Maguire in, in as a ten. But I mean, we'll end up talking. And like you know, about nine or ten different formations here, but I think you know, we're, I, so, yeah, we, we've overlapped quite a few times in moment. I think we started yeah, about thirteen we have, players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have about seventeen <laughs> players on the pitch, eh? but no, I, I would be for Saturday. I'd be looking at maybe giving McGeady a rest. I think McGeady's done such a such a hard slog, such a such a, a really really good job since he's come back. I mean, he's had to you know he's had to be you know, kind of a left back as well as after McFadden's been making so many mistakes. So he's had to really really put shifts in and. You know, he's he's 34, 35 years of age, and that's going to take its toll. And the last thing we want is in McGee to get a muscle injury and be out for three or four weeks. 
So, you know, let's do game management. Let's give him a rest, I think, for that one. Yeah. Well, to be fair, that does make sense. There's, what, there's what, 15 games still to play, you know, this yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, as you say, game management, that's an awful word to use, but phrase to use. But, yeah, <laughs> I think, we, you know, we need to be looking at that. Um, so, that's your up front. So, Mal, you were going for, um, uh, were you White, McGeady and Jones for your sort of front three? Yeah, so I, I agree with Ant's comments about Jones in that 10. Uh, it was weird, man. Yeah. And seeing, I don't know if it was the tactic that John, uh, that Johnson was trying to do, but seeing a, a half decent through ball go down the the channel and Charlie White chasing it in towards the corner flag just didn't really feel right. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it was a tactic, you know, we nearly got a goal out of it from um, from Jones on the you know the right hand side of the penalty area, just deflected over the bar, didn't it? Uh, which you know that would have been a, a decent finish if he'd have tucked it in the top corner. Um, but I'd like to potentially, if McGeady does play, and I agree he could do with a rest, although he's been stellar for a 34-year-old man, I'd like to see maybe McGeady on the right and Jones on the left with White mm. in the middle. Yep. Um, and if you have them three plus Maguire in that pocket, <laughs> that is some serious firepower, man. You know, even if we do rest McGeady and maybe we use Jack Diamond further up the pitch on the right, then we know that that killer ball into Charlie White is coming as frequently recently from Chris Maguire as it has been before that from McGeady. So, mm. you know, we know Jones has got to go to our plus in him now. Uh, his match fitness is increasing. If you like, put Maguire in the pocket and uh, and have Jones down the left-hand side and then put McGeady on for the last 15 just to, to keep him fresh and make sure he doesn't get injured and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's uh, an opportunity, this match, I think, where we've got to outscore them. Yeah. You know, they are a football inside, even though they're not in the best place in the league. We've got to outscore them. We might let goals in because of our defensive challenges. So it's got to be attack focused. And once we get one or two up, then maybe that's the time to chuck Younger on and mm. try that out for half an hour, mm. 45 minutes, you know, and, and try some of the other options. I don't know. Just uh, going back to Maguire there, it's great to have him back in the team. He almost feels a little bit like now he's a new signing, where he's been out of the team for so long. You know, to come back in really sort of far and fit. I think the um, I heard on the the uh, the ratings pod his very his first start under Johnson was the Wigan game, and so his yeah. only start. Yeah. And I couldn't believe that when I heard that. You know, so for him to come back now, he looks like he's got a bit of fire in his belly. You know, and it's great to see. So you know, hopefully, so he can he can keep doing. It. And as Malk says there, you know, we need to be sort of outscoring. I think you know because I say because what we lack at the back. And just last comment on on our team then for um for Saturday. And again, I'll link it to uh, you know one of. The article from Rich on the site, and that is about that. Is that man Charlie White? Is he now irreplaceable? You know, I can't believe <laughs> six months ago, or two months ago, I'd ever use those words to describe Charlie White, but he's become absolutely irreplaceable for us now, isn't he, Ant? Oh yeah, I mean, to ask the question, to answer the question at the minute, is he irreplaceable? Well, yes, at the minute he's our only fit striker. So you know, you know what I mean. We've I've, I've been on your know, countless pods this season, and I've always kind of defended Charlie White, and I don't know why, because his first the first half of this season, yes, he was scoring goals, but he wasn't playing very well. You know, he was really really struggling. He wasn't he wasn't making any impact on the game, bar you know getting a goal. And and I think it was Bomber who was saying it's like winning the lottery every week with having Charlie White in the team and him scoring goals. But in the last probably since January. He's been unbelievable, man. And I mean, I read a, I read a thing today. He is the highest goal scorer in all four British leagues since the turn of the year. So no yeah. one scored more goals than Charlie Wyke in 2021. I no. think also <laughs> so he's, he's outscored Messi, hasn't he? 
Yeah, well, he is the Middlesbrough <laughs> Messi, so. <laughs> but, I mean, that's tremendous. I mean, and you know what? There's, there's, there's a few people deserve a bit of credit. Obviously, Lee Johnson for bringing McGeady back in because a lot of the assists have come from McGeady. But, and, and also Lee Johnson for, you, you could tell in a few of his, um, in his press conference after the game, if you can better listen to them, he says he needs Charlie to work more in the box. So they've obviously got him on the training pitch to, to run these channels and to, you know, work with the ball a bit a bit harder, you know, yeah. and it's really bearing fruit. I mean, that goal he scored last night, he would never have scored that before Christmas. He wouldn't have been anywhere near it. You know, he shrugs his marker off, he runs across. And, and, ah, it's a brilliant ball, but it still needs to get put in. I and mean, it's a fantastic header. It's a great header. And um, he's scoring all sorts of different type of goals. I mean, the Lincoln header, and that was a tremendous header. And he's scoring like, from his... From his well, feet first no, time. Yeah, at the like the, the Ipswich goal sort of thing, yeah. wasn't it? So he's a. Mm. I think what it is, he sort of when he sort of came, we looked at him as a little bit like he's just a a, a target man, wasn't he? Almost, you know, you, you, he needs a little striker to play alongside him, like yeah. a, a poor man's Quinn and Phillips almost. But he's not that player, is he? He's not. He's not in that mould. No, and I think what is what as well is with this season is I mean we started out the start of this season. You know, Will Grigg was you know the first the first kind of striker we used. Um, you know against Holy, obviously he got two goals disallowed a little bit, and look he missed a penalty. And then we signed Danny Graham, so then we were trying to work on it with Danny Graham. And now all oh, this is while Charlie White was still recovering from an injury. Yeah. So it might have been when Parkinson obviously had Charlie White as his first choice striker, but Charlie was still working his way back into you know match fitness really. So maybe it was that you're getting up to speed, but I mean, I'll be the first one to say he wasn't good enough. You know, he hasn't been good enough. But since, like I say, since the turn of the year, it is a different player, yeah. completely different player, and it's fair credit to him. You know, and he now would be. I now wrote an article about the players I would let go in in um, in the end of the season because he's out of contract, and I was like, all's all for just you know get rid of him. He's not good enough. But I would be if we got promoted, I'd be more than happy to have Charlie White as one of our strikers. You know, I think he deserves that chance. Judging off his form in the last few months, I think he's been absolutely brilliant. And yeah, to answer the question a long way around, he is irreplaceable in our team. Mal, yeah. you're nodding away there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a long time coming. The credit does deserve equal apportionment between Charlie himself and the fact that we finally got somebody in. And I don't know who it is. It might be Johnson or it might be other people who were coaching the lad. Yeah. You know, mm. He's being told and probably showed with video analysis and data and this, that and the other what he's doing wrong. And he's being helped to do the wrong things better and the good things even better again. He's scoring in all ways possible. He has a couple of games where, you know, he might not score, but even the games where he's not getting the goals, he's he's holding he's, up better than he ever used to. He's contributing to the team now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's putting a shift in and chasing the the defensive players down to close down as a squad. And In one of the items I wrote a few weeks ago, we need to be careful that he doesn't get targeted by these kind of enforcer defenders as well, yeah. where they're quite happy to snap your leg because um, mm. that'll mean you're not going up this season, lads. So we've got to be careful with that. So, you know, let's, let's protect the lad as well because, uh, let's be honest, the officials at this level Ugh. are hardly priceless themselves. Oh, are they so, garbage, um, so so yeah we, we've we've got a rattling cotton wool keep them scoring and we could well do it right then so let's look at uh Rochdale. they are coming off the back of a 2-0 defeat to Hull uh, they had uh, Sean Nessie sent off they currently sit second off bottom so their last uh five games 
They've um, obviously say 2-0 defeat to Hull, also 2-0 defeat to Burton, um, followed by two uh, 0-0 draws to Plymouth and Northampton, and then a 1-0 defeat to Blackpool. So, yeah, they're not in the best sort of form at the moment. Our previous result against them, though, uh, saw us draw in 2-2. Uh, Wyke, and, Wyke and Wright scoring for us, and uh, Matty Lund scoring twice for them. One sort of key player they've got, or say key player most notable, is uh, Paul McShane, uh, obviously from... Uh, <laughs> who uh, shone at a stadium of lights, for want of a better phrase. It's a um, rusty key, if anything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe he was still playing, actually, when I saw oh, that. Yeah. Um, but So, and what do we mm. expect uh, on Saturday from Rochdale? Yeah, um, you know, I mean, I will say I like... I like watching Rochdale every time they've come. I mean, <laughs> I know we've beat them the majority of times we've played them, but they, they do play football right. You know, they try and play out from the back. It'll be ideal for us because we can do our, hopefully get back to our high pressing kind of thing. But they do, they do play football right and I don't think they deserve to be where they are. You know, I know I've, I've seen like those last results are poor, you know, they're not scoring many goals, they've conceded a lot of goals. But I mean, over, at the turn of the year, they were like drawing games 4-4 and 3-3. So they were really entertaining now, whether they've got like an injury or something like that. I do know that Oddie Rathbone, who I do think is a very good player, he got sent off on Saturday. Yeah. So I don't know if he's still suspended for Saturday coming. And obviously Shaughnessy, who I believe is a centre half, he got sent off. So he's obviously not going to be there. So they're going to be missing players. But you know this is this, and and I don't really want to do a disservice to Rochdale, but we need to be beating teams who are second bottom of the league if we want to go up. So if, if you if you want to be first or second in in any league, you need to beat a team who's in a relegation zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've it. got to be looking, and we've got to be looking at putting a marker on them. You know, we. I think we beat them last year. We beat them three nil. We were out of sight by half time, and the season before was exactly the same. You now we need to be look at getting out, getting out the traps early, putting a couple of goals past them. Getting the confidence down, getting our confidence up. You know, we've we've gone over who we, you know, we've gone over. You know, giving maybe younger a chance, giving Jack Diamond a go. And if we are two or three nil up, these are the ideal chances because players are going to come on full of confidence. But you know, we need to get out the traps, get an early couple of goals, hopefully put them to bed, and then we can look at you know resting the likes of the likes of uh, Charlie. We can even afford to bring Charlie White off. You know what I mean? And, yeah. You know that'd be ideal. Gives them a rest, gets them ready for Portsmouth. But yeah, I mean, I'm treating this as a must-win game if we want to be in the top two come the end of the season. 100%. And Mark, yourself, what are you expecting off him on Saturday? Yeah, it's it's a shame. I agree with a lot of the sentiment that Ant expressed there. You know, they do try and play football. And when you think of um, other clubs that, you know, kick people up in the air, kick the ball long and, you know, do, you know, very direct tactics and they do well out of it in League One, it's almost disappointing for teams like Rochdale that they don't get more for what they're putting in. But yeah, the uh, the, the challenge that I think we're going to have to overcome, as we've touched on earlier in the game, is making sure that we we respect their playing style, yeah. but that we also take them on at a, a, a craft that we should be superior at, uh, because there's, there's no room really for dropping points against people like this. Uh, and if we can, as Anne said, if we can get a convincing win on Saturday, maybe rest a couple of people for 25, 30 minutes if we've got a command and enough capability at that point. Um, and, you know, Portsmouth just lost um, last night, which gave us a hand with the, the table situation. You know, maybe they'll get a draw or maybe, you know, they could even lose again. I can't remember who they've got on, on Saturday, but uh, I know they've got a, a tough run of games, including mm. obviously us coming up then it keeps our spirits up, it keeps the momentum up. So yeah, I'd like us to beat them convincingly. I don't want to give them a hiding because they don't deserve it. And once we beat them, 
I want them to stay up because uh, they're a football inside and, you know, I wish them well because mm. um, we need more football in this league rather than, you know, blokes who just kick <laughs> the crap out of you and, and hump it along. It's a really nice away day as well, actually. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's you know, there's a lovely pub attached to the stadium on the end. You know, it's a really, really nice away day. You know, I, I really, really like going. And again, I, I don't want an away day there anymore. I was anymore, literally going to say, so we, we don't want to wait anymore. Away because days. we want to be in the championship next season, don't we, young man? Unless you join me in the cup or something. Get them in the yeah. league cup. I have a nice little yeah. trip down. But yeah, it is, it is nice, and they are a really well-run and properly run club. So you know, we, I do wish them all the best. Yeah. Apart from on Saturday when we put three or four past the mic. Well, after ending that uh, Rochdale loving from you two, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got to say, um, lastly today, wow to every single Sunderland support at the moment who has put money towards the um, the Sunderland Together programme that's been sort of run at the moment um, in buying virtual Wembley tickets. That's going to go up 100,000, surely, the minimum I think we're going to raise, which is frankly phenomenal. You know, you can buy um, an e-ticket for five pounds. Um, you can get for ten pounds, uh, be sent um, a ticket in the post. Um, and there's also virtual packages for a hundred pounds. Um, the money raised goes to the Foundation of Light, the Salvation Army, the Sunderland Food Bank, and Washington Mind. Um, you've just got to search uh, search for the hashtag Sunderland Together, and it just goes to show that for an area, and I use, obviously you can't see it, but inverted commas, that is a poorer part of the country, for want of a better word, to have that kind of generosity raised is absolute phenomenal. And it's a credit to every Sunderland's poor in the North East and anyone sort of around the world. So yeah, hats off to everyone who sort of put money in so far for that. So yeah, so if you can afford it, you know, say that they're, they're still raising money, which is great. But gentlemen, that is us. We're done for this week. We um, and... Thank you very much for uh, coming on board. Yeah, yeah. Nice to speak to you again, Brett. Thanks very much. Cheers, Mal. And uh, yeah, Malk, it's always a pleasure speaking to yourself. Likewise, sir. Yeah, hopefully we'll uh, we'll have more positive um, extra pods to do very soon um, and keep this positive momentum going. But it's been nice mm. to have a chinwag with you fellas. And I wish I'd brought a bottle of beer on like you did, Brett. I'm very jealous. <laughs> it's the only way I can do these. <laughs> All of our whiteboards with the tactics on there, the- should we yeah, play three? Should we play seven at the back? I think at the <laughs> yeah, moment our formation for Saturday is about a four-seven-four. So yeah, let's see what happens. Um, you can catch us always. Um, subscribe on Acast, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and Amazon. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you guys. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, catch you later. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.